This week on Cartoon Dumpster Dive, we cover the cartoon, The Extraordinary Adventures of Jules Verne. Salutations, Joel. My name is Reginald P. Featherbottom, and we shall take a trip on steam. How are you today? I'm I'm good, Reginald. Oh yes. Hey, Joel. Yeah, Andrew. Who the hell is that? Oh, salutations. No, 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 no. It's a two-man show, buddy. You need to get out of here. You don't belong here. I I just want to tell you about the world of steam and Jules Verne. Get your top hat monocle ass out of our studio! Well, I'm, this is Poppycock. I shall be on my way. Good day, sir. Good day. No. Featherbottom, come back. I said good day! What the hell, man? You trying to replace me? You, you pleased with yourself, Andrew? I one and only guest, <laughs> and you just run them out? You gotta start locking your door ever since you were moved into this weird-themed neighborhood. I know. I know. It's an it's a, it's a issue I've got. I'm sorry. I, I would never replace you. That man had no pants. I would never replace you. You are replaceable, Andrew. Never in the world would I replace you. You mean irreplaceable? That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, we have a cartoon that came from an actual request from an actual person. A fan. They went through the website, and her, her name is Alexis. She requested the cartoon, The Extraordinary Adventures of Jules Verne. And one thing she would like to say Shout is, out. hey to her mom. That she got another podcast to talk about a cartoon. And also, if you would like to follow her art Instagram page, at Art of Adventure. And I checked it out. Pretty good stuff. Very talented. Very talented person. Art at Adventure. I wonder if this show inspired her in any way. I hope not. Because (laughs) this show is not animated very well. And she should strive to be Better than the extraordinary adventures of Jules Jules Verne. (laughs) I gotcha. Before we get into this show, let's review that theme song. Let's hit it. You, yeah. get, you get the gist. It's, it's an adventure, generic adventure. That's it. I think most of the money for this show went into that theme song because it ain't bad. It's not no. good. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. just. It's just there. It, it's run of the mill. Yeah. It's just like a middle, like a solid four or five. That's it. Yeah, 
It's not, not yeah, nothing, it's, nothing special. It's just there. It, it's not a extreme dinosaur. Oh man, no, it's not. <laughs> it's no cowboys in the mesa either, uh, or extreme mesa. extreme dinosaurs. So uh, yeah, it's average. I'll give it about a five. Yeah, yeah, same hill. This show is interesting though. Like Joel, did you have a hard time? finding information about this show extremely yeah it's we went on an extraordinary adventure of our own to find what the hell this show was even for (laughs) i i yeah i mean it's there's not a lot of information on this show before we get started before you start your side joel this show has a new category that I invented. Ooh, for. let's hear it. Okay, so hear this it. show is in the realm of rainy day recess cartoons. Okay. So okay, it it's just educational enough and just bad enough to where like a teacher would go, "Well, the kids can't play outside." So I'm gonna wheel in the TV and we can watch the extraordinary adventures of Jules Verne. And then they pop one bag of popcorn and you get to dump it on the napkin and like it's gotta be shared within, you know, 20 people in the class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would only get like actual like five or six pieces of popcorn. The last kid, the weird kid, gets like three kernels. That's it. Oh, man. That's it. (laughs) I always, I always love those days in school, though. Those were well. That was because you were a fat kid. I was. I didn't you like going. You didn't like running around. No, 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 no. no. You, you got two or three good steps in you per day. <laughs> I was winded after that. Ooh, I need some. I need. I need some Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, en- enough of uh, you know fat shaming me, Andrew. <laughs> you you want to talk about this show? Yeah, let's talk about the okay. show, Joel. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get much about it. <laughs> it's a, there's, there's not much on this cartoon. Yeah, I think we need to start out because we're going to do this episode a little different, right? Yeah, uh, both of our sections I feel are going to be a little different. Yeah, this week. I, yeah, because I know uh, you said you're not really going to do a episode of the week or more just talking about the show in general. No, and I'll, or, I'll explain. When gotcha, we get gotcha. To me. Well. To talk about the history of the show, you need to understand what the premise of right. the show is. The premise is it's the story of a teenager right. by the name of Jules Verne going on extraordinary adventures. Exactly. That inspire his books when he becomes an adult. In the show, he actually writes them for okay. a uh, magazine. Okay. And uh, I guess magazines were thicker back then because for his The Adventure column, he submits a whole ass book. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, so, okay, we are talking about the actual Jules Verne. Right. For people who did not not know this, I was one of them before this show. Jules Verne is a legitimate person who lived and died. You on didn't this. know that? I mean, I knew his name, but I did like it's one of those things you heard the name right. and you're like, okay, that's just a common name. But I didn't know who he Jules was. Jules Verne is not a common name. Look, <laughs> I'm sure it is now. Maybe in France. 
look, I, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know the stuff he did. Okay? Shame of me. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a, a clever ploy to shame you. That That's it. So, if if you're like me, and not like Mr. Brainiac over here, Andrew, and don't know who Jules Verne is, Jules Verne was a writer in the 1800s, and probably one of the founding fathers of what, what, steampunk today, really. Or what most people refer to it, when goths discover the color brown. <laughs> Stole that joke from a Twitter feed. That, that's, that's hilarious. Now, he, his, his writing was very science fiction at the time. And he actually inspired a lot of, I guess, modern-day science fiction that, yeah. that we know. So, Jules Vaughn, he was born February 8th, 1828, in France, died March 24th, 1905. Not 77 bad, years old. Yeah, not a bad run for back in them days where, like... That is... That's like someone living to be 110. Yeah, that's like, today. you know, because he lived back in the day, if you had diarrhea, you died. Yeah, yeah. dysentery, that's yeah. it. It's just like, oh shit, he won't stop pooping. Yeah, I cut my hand. Oh, we're, that hand is gone. Got, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> bite down on this wooden yeah, stick. <laughs> yeah. So his story is pretty interesting. Um, like many children today, his father wanted him to grow up and follow in his footsteps and be a lawyer, okay? Ah. I know you had that similar issue, right, Andrew? No. No, okay. No uh, one in my family had... I'm the first of my family to graduate college. <laughs> Nobody went to law school in the Hesketh clan. Well, I, not in this one, at least. <laughs> so he... His dad wanted him to be a lawyer, and I found this interesting because in the actual show, like the very first episode, his dad, you see him talking to Jules Vaughn, telling him, you know, stop this childish uh, adventure idea. Yeah. You're going to Paris. To be a lawyer. To be a lawyer. <laughs> like, I thought that was interesting because I'm like, oh, they actually got it, like, pretty accurate. Well, this it just seems like a very educational show. Yeah. I mean, to learn about Jules Verne in yep. an interesting way for children. So, he went to Paris, started studying, but he fell in love with theater and writing. And he started kind of pursuing that, started writing a little bit. He never really, nothing really took off for him, like none of his stories or anything like that. And at one point, he was actually walking at the Paris stock market as a broker. Oh. And then finally, one of his short stories took off. It was the his first novel released in 1863 called Five Weeks in a Balloon. Became an international bestseller. Do you realize how good of a book... That has to be standards. I don't want to knock the man, but okay. standards were lower back then. You could write about anything. I mean, it it was one of the only form of entertainment. I get that to read a book, but still, think think about how because 
back then, like, to send anything to the U.S. Yeah, by boat. It was like a two-week journey across an ocean. You had that had to be a damn good book. Yeah, to, to want it to become an bad. international bestseller. People seller. died getting that <laughs> book over to you just for five weeks in a book. <laughs> Jean Paul got swept away at sea so you could get a good read. He did that in cahoots. He did that as a collaboration with this one gentleman, Pierre Jules Hetzel, who helped produce his books. And from there, it kind of took off to where he got a huge contract from, like, that production company, which then spanned 40 years and resulted in him writing more than 60 walks under the popular series Voyages Extraordinaries. That was how he got his start. So he did that and quit his job as a broker on the Paris stock market. And then just started writing books. Some of the uh, more popular books, Andrew. Because, like I said, I guess I was just a dummy. I never realized who wrote these books. But you've got Journey to the Center of the Earth. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And Around the World in 80 Days. Yeah. You know, all these books. Like, I know of those books. Yeah. I've read, like, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> And they've had countless movies and exactly. adaptations of But the I years. never, like, it, I'm bad about reading a book and not knowing the actual author. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. I had no idea that this was a man who wrote all these books and basically just, you know, started the steampunk revolution. And some will even call him the father of science fiction. Oh, yeah. That's a cool title. That is. It's a lot better than The Father of Steampunk or The Founder yeah. of Steampunk. It's yeah. like The Father of Science Fiction. It's I mean, I cool. guess Steampunk's is is the most early of sci-fi because you, yeah. he didn't live in a world that had the technology that mm-hmm. we have today. So he took he took modern day technology and combined it with elements of fiction. Yeah. That's it. That is the man Jules Vaughn. And this show is just about him as a child living out those adventures. So it's interesting, Andrew. Okay. A Frenchman who wrote a bunch of books about adventures. Yeah. A cartoon made a hundred something years after his death was made by an Italian company. <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I was trying to look up stuff. I was an Italian company. <laughs> like, hmm, that's interesting. So let let me actually start out by saying this is actually probably the mo- most recent cartoon that we've covered. So as far as I can tell, this came out in Italy in 2007, and then it came to us in 2013. Correct. So the fact that we had a request... Of something nostalgic for something that came out when in Italy it came out when I graduated high school and yeah. I had become a college graduate well after 2013. Yep. So this has a new category, Joel. Yeah. Along with being the rainy day recess show, it's one person's nostalgia is another person's existential crisis of the cruel passage of time. Yes, <laughs> very much so. I actually I saw thinking about it and how 
I feel like this, uh, well, Alex, Alexis, 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 no, Alexa is the Alexis. smart. I know, I know, person, <laughs> lady, yeah. the lady that lives inside of the box. Okay, Alexis, this is her Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. I wonder if she, you know, went around. She was with her group of friends, and she was like, "No, it's it's Jules Verne and." <laughs> All the adventures he went on, he actually lived them, and he got real. She was real excited about it, and then her friends were like, "What the you talking? What about? the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> maybe, maybe in ten years she'll start her own podcast yeah. to cover this. But we've already done. We it. did it. Yeah, take that. So, <laughs> so these production companies who are behind this wonderful show—they're all Italian. So all of their uh, films, shows that they've done, I've never heard of a single one. <laughs> uh, one of the companies, Lux Vide. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna butcher these. They did a like the number one thing on IMDb is a Medicini, Medici, 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 Medici. Yeah, yeah. It's a According to IMDb, biography drama history. So, and then they did some show called Devils. So, wait, I think I know about Devil. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I just figured that out. Yeah, it's got a um, Patrick Dempsey in it. So there's our tie to a uh, uh, Super Mario. Oh yeah, because he yeah. was a swamp monster or something. No, he was a piranha plant. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then there was another production company, Music Cartoon. Right. They, their number one thing on IMDb is this show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it looks like that's all they've done. They did a TV short. I can't even pronounce that. Uh, Giovanni e Palio e e la Mysterio di Poopy. I, I I don't know. <laughs> Damn it! I, I was I was um, reading along with you, and I I was like, "Don't laugh." <laughs> well, good uh, job. And then Ara Fiction, yeah, and they did a uh, Medici. They did that. My brilliant friend. Like I said, a bunch of stuff I've never heard of, but. That's really the only production companies I could find. I know on the opening credits, they mentioned a J, what, J15B? Yeah. Something like that. I could, I didn't find too much on them. I don't know if you found anything. No, not really. I mean, it. Th- this show was pretty hard to find information on the actual show i can't i couldn't even find a uh like composer for the theme or anything like that but what what do you want to talk about with the show andrew well we'll go over the voice cast uh, okay. i'll say that this show alexis also gave me a easy way to find it it's on karoko tv uh so if you're interested in watching it yourself, you can go there pretty easily. She, you, you know, she's probably watched through all of these recently. Yeah. 
I really hope this isn't like one of her favorite cartoons and we're just shitting all over it. Look, I realize I don't have room to talk because mine was Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. (laughs) Honestly, I think I'd rather watch this versus Sherlock Holmes. The animation, even though it's not the best, it's better than that awful show. Fair point. So the voice cast of The Extraordinary Adventures of Jules Verne is... Dermont McGuinness is Jules Verne. No, 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 no. Get more Italian with it, Andrew. Come on. Dermont McGuinness. Perfect. <laughs> R.M. Clark is Amelia. Mark Deonton is Artemis. Susan Slot is Esther. Hope Brown is Captain Nemo. And Gary Heltzer is Agent 2, Driver, Gala, Guard at Palace, MP, Luden, Minor 3, Pirate 4, Rebel 5, Sailor 1, Ship Captain, Soldier 2, Worker 1. And that's it. That is the shortest list of voice actors. So I look through the credits. It's like usually these people. And if you go into the IMDB page, it's only three people who are credited with voice work. And I'd like to point out that Hope Brown is the only one who filled out his IMDB page out. So he actually has pictures of himself. Everyone else, I think it was made for them. But I think he made his. Yeah. My working theory. So their other works is... uh, Dermont McGuinness is uh, Desmond Burns in The Light of Day, 2014. R.M. Clark is Cute Girl in Crawd Manhood and the Flaming Sword of Fire, 2009. Mark Daunt is Liam in Breathe Out, 2017. Susan Slott was Gloria in The Clinic, 2003. Hope Brown was Federal Marshal Quimby in How to Get Away with Murder, the uh, C, like TV yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Gary Heltzer is credited with additional crew in the movies Lockout 2012, The Last Days on Mars 2013, and Frank 2014. He didn't really have a lot of credits. Gotcha. And then another one, that a, another show that a lot of these people shared a credit with and i believe is made by the same company yeah it's called galactic football galactic being spelled g-a-l-a-c-t-i-k and it's a soccer in space show but they're all credited with either actor or actress (laughs) so it's it's soccer in space or or football football in space exactly i feel like it would play very much like a Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. Oh, yeah. I, I, I loved playing that mm-hmm. on Final Fantasy X. So. And as we've uh, said already, the plot of this cartoon is rather simple. It's an animated series about Jules Verne as though he lived the life of his literature work. Yep. It was, he got the inspiration to write the books from their adventures. Which makes him a little less creative yeah. Because he's not thinking about it. He's that's just, just seeing... That's, that's called uh, plagiarism. That's it. You can't plagiarize yourself. No, but you can plagiarize an experience. You can plagiarize your mama. Ooh. Ooh take that, Come. my mom. I'm Mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you take that, my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so rather than doing an episode of the week, I watched a pretty big bulk of these. Yeah. But I just want to kind of go on a brief synopsis of a few. Yeah. Because none of them are particularly that insane. South Africa is the first episode in which young Jules leaves the law school to go work for the French magazine for adventures. Uh, the Nautilus had a moment that made me laugh really hard. It's when okay. they introduced that the over bear, like over the series, the main villain is uh, Captain Nemo from 2000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah. Uh, there is a brief moment where they, he goes, who are you? Captain Nemo walks up to them and within a silence, it's like a three second of no background sound okay. or music or even them like yeah. no, no footprints or, or foot sounds. Captain Nemo. It's <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, there is uh, the Cliffs of Oban. Jules Verne and the professor's team go in search for a legendary green sunray in Scotland. This is where you learn, I don't remember his name, because I don't remember many of the characters except for Jules Verne and Amelia, despite them yeah. always being in every episode. I just totally blanked on their name, and I there's there was nowhere for me to write it down. <laughs> so, But there's the editor-in-chief, there's okay. the money man, uh, Esther, yes, I think some just made. That okay. works at the magazine, but there and there's also a bulldog and a lemur that they find in the first episode. Okay, they adopt. So this one actually made me think: Is there a stereotype with Scottish people and money that I don't know about? Because so the accountant is a known for a penny pinching. Yeah, and he's like. Then when they go to Scotland, he's like, I have roots in Scotland. And Jules Verne is like, oh, yeah, we definitely know why. And so I was like, is there the only thing, only other money hungry Scotsman? Leprechauns? Uh, no, Scrooge McDuck. Oh. But yeah, also leprechauns. Like so well, well, this might be a weird question, but I just thought about it. Because I said leprechauns because I always figured leprechauns was at the end of a rainbow with a pot of gold. But are they at the end of the rainbow? Leprechauns are also Irish. But is it a leprechaun that's yeah. at the... Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's their thing. So Survival okay. School was a theme park episode where this guy is trying to make an adventure theme park. Okay. Uh, the episode where they try to shoot to the moon with a uh, cannon is okay. <laughs> especially funny. And then a few notes about the show. Making Captain Nemo the main villain of the series was an interesting choice. And while not being in every episode, he is the main antagonist. Um, I never read 2000 Leagues yeah. Under the Sea, but I just... Maybe it's because of Finding Nemo the movie. Uh, I didn't yeah. find Nemo to be a very intimidating name. name. No, it, it, it's really not. I feel like they wanted Jules Verne's belt buckle to be a thing that they could sell. Because he's got this belt buckle that he made himself that's like a utility belt. Okay. And he only mainly uses it as a knife. Okay. Sadly, I don't think this show got popular enough in the States to really... Look, if you want a belt buckle knife combo, all you gotta do is go down to the jockey lot on Wednesdays. For people who are not <laughs> Southerners and Americans, a jockey lot is where people with 
one to 15 teeth will sell you anything and everything, just to clarify. So it, it's like a, a giant yard sale, and it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And hey, man, you want this uh, belt buckle? It's in the shape of a gun, but it's a ladder. And you can just, uh, you know, whenever you need a cigarette, I know that belt buckle's real because you have one. I, I still <laughs> I still have all my belt buckles. I went through a belt buckle phase, listeners. I probably just the craziest things. And that's why I know if you want a belt buckle knife combo, it exists. I would like to also point out that I don't think the voice actors English is their first language. Because at some points when I was watching this, it sounded like they were literally just reading off of a piece of paper. Yeah. The voice acting is not great at all. Yeah. And neither is the animation. I feel as though it's a very odd choice to make a CGI animated show to make it look like it's 2D. The only working theory I can go with is that the CGI software that they used was faster and cheaper than traditional 2D animation. I could get that. It almost it almost looked like uh the flash animation yeah. that you, you will see called And when doing. they walk, it's like it's like a bad video game where yeah. like they're walking but when they walk on a surface it it looks like they're just like drop and dragging them. Yeah. And the walking animation is just going. Yeah, it doesn't actually look like there's any like they're not actually connecting to the ground. They're not actually doing a natural walk. But I gotta say that it's still leagues above anything uh Dick Entertainment yeah. did. Uh Deke Entertainment's not can't hold a candlelight to this. Even when they tried to do CGI, it's even worse uh. than this ever could be. And finally, this is the last thing I want to point out today. While searching up the cast and everything for this show, there is a live action series of the same plot. Yeah. It is called The Secret Adventures of Jules Verne. It it's is not so secret now. Yeah, it's not uh our I, fifty listeners will yeah. know about it. Google was like, No, you mean the secret adventures. And I'm like, no, Google, I mean the extraordinary adventures. And so before we really close out today, Joel, yes, we're Andrew. not really big readers. Eh, I mean, it's got to be a really good book. So what other authors would you think would be a fun premise that they lived the lives that they wrote about? So I can only think of J.R. Tolkien being in Lord of the Rings. That would be funny. Or George Rocket Raccoon Martin. Being in Game of Thrones. That's what the RR stands for. Or Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon. Gotcha, gotcha. He he was actually the voice behind Rocket Raccoon. It wasn't a Bradley Cooper, mm. but it was actually him. It's George Rocket Raccoon. Martin. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, he just uses Bradley Cooper for the... Uh, he doesn't want people to know. Exactly. It, I first immediately thought Stephen King. Stephen King. So... It would just be funny yeah. to me to see... Because Stephen King is... He's a he looks unique. Let yeah. me put it like that. Um, he he looks like an author. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. I mean, you, uh, but, John Grisham. I know doesn't he does a lot of murder mysteries. Yeah, I think that would Dean, be Dean Koontz. Yeah, right now I'm just naming off the authors. Yeah. I know. I, it's hard. Uh, you could have um, 
what's her name? She wrote Harry Potter. Uh, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. just have her being all transphobic to the Harry Potter characters, and you just like <laughs> Harry Potter being visibly confused, being like, you know, Harry, uh, women are only born women biologically, and Harry Potter's like. This is a magic school. Look, that's a weird hill to die on. <laughs> I, I feel like it would be the same look he gave Hermione after everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, let, let, let's, what? Yeah, like wh- what? <laughs> just right over his head. It's just like magic. I can't defeat her with magic. Yeah, what? You can't defeat her. <laughs> He's um, trying to like expel her transphobia. He's just like expelia transphobia, and she's like, "No, women women are women." I just thought of one because I saw his book on my bookshelf. What's that? Chuck Palakanuk. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, he was the. uh, He's the guy that actually wrote like Fight Club. Oh, and stuff like that. that. His books are bananas. Just do a nice animated series, The Adventures of Chuck Palakanuk. Whatever it doesn't really roll off the tongue quite as well. I don't even think people would know how to pronounce it. And then you could even do the lady uh, who wrote the Hunger Games. I forgot what that is. Have her in there. Yeah, I guess the most uncomfortable one would be Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, that lady because she's like, this was my Twilight fan fiction, and I became a millionaire, and just like, I don't want to see this animated. God, I, I wish I could write fan fiction and become a millionaire. Maybe I should write some fan fiction for Jules Verne. Maybe I, it would be like a... Fifty Shades of Brown. No, no, no. Maybe it would be like Actually, his... No, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could say that it's a story about him living out his adventures. But they be Saxon? Yes. Oh, man. With the 20,000 20, leagues... Under you. Under these nuts. Under Aye. these nuts. All right. Let's end this on a we high are, note. <laughs> that, oh, that's the high that, note. Yeah, that's no. the high note. Give the people what they want, man. I know these. Again, I would like to thank Alexa for requesting this uh, cartoon. And a special shout out to her mom. Yeah. Hey, Al- oh, Alexa's, hey Alexa's mom. mom. She, she got us to talk about this show. Yeah. So... Be proud of her and her very talented artwork. Yeah. Keep at it, Alexa. I feel like you got a promising career if you ever pursue it. There we art. go. Maybe she can write us. Maybe she can do us some fan drawings. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we should put our pictures out there so people actually know what we look like a little bit more. Never. Never. <laughs> nope. Ain't going to happen. So if you would like to reach the show like Alexis did, mm-hmm. we have a website, cartoondumpsterdive.com. There you can go to our store to buy a shirt more importantly you can request a cartoon that you would like us to cover uh we have an instagram cartoon dumpster dive we have a facebook cartoon dumpster dive we have a twitter twitter handle cartoon dd and if you'd like to send us an old-fashioned email it's cartoon dumpster dive at gmail.com if you are listening to this on a podcast that has a review option, such as iTunes or Podchaser, we would really appreciate if you would give us a five-star review. Is there something that steampunk people say? Have a bully week! I, I, Damn I, it, Reginald! Get out of here! Come back, Reginald! <laughs> It also has another category called 
one person's nostalgia is another person's ex- existent uh, existent existent <laughs> fuck let me try that again we both fuck it up this has a new category of one man's egg oh, fuck eggs <clears throat> one, one man man's eggs, eggs. I mean, one more time this has been a lug podcast <laughs>